I think Jesus deserves more praise than, than any celebrity ever, right? Amen? Yeah, so guys, I just want to just thank you guys for coming tonight, you know. Huh? Yeah, please. I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. Obviously, man, y'all were hit wild by the snow. You guys are back from that two-week strike vacation. Amen. How many, how many of you were enjoying that? Some of you, wow, I remember when I was 16, we got in a strike, uh, where the teachers got in a strike, and it was for only about four days, and those were like some really good four days, 2K15, 2K16, no, 2K14 had come out, I had leveled up in my career, I was averaging like 30, 10, and 10, you know, it was, it was a great time, and then I would just like go to Niles Park Recreation to play basketball, yeah, I was having fun, you know, I, and, but even though, honestly, that it's a bad reason why they were striking, you know what I'm saying, they weren't getting paid as much, the classes were smaller, there's a lot of debate between Lori Lightfoot, but hey, you know what, at least be thankful you didn't have to go to school, right? I'm just kidding, <laughs> and every teacher watching online is mad at me, nah, I'm kidding, right? All right, guys, but welcome to Elevate, we meet every Friday at 7 p.m., Elevate! Yes, if I don't sound clear... Forgive me. I am not sick. I rebuke that. I'm not, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. You know, it's sinuses, you know, sinuses. That's it. That's it, right? Allergies. There you go. Cough, cough, right? But if we can get the sermon series slide up, please. So this month, right, we are going to be celebrating a special holiday, right, where you got grits, you got, you got collard greens. I'm looking at you, TJ. You got that baked macaroni and cheese. But you got that arroz con gandures. You got that adobo, right, with the chicken and the seasoning. You got, you got what, the pasteles, the pasteles, right? You got the tamales, right? You already know. Come on. What, I, what other culture am I missing, right? You got your mama's cookies, right? You ain't, you ain't had cookies till you had Lawrence cookies, man. I'm telling y'all. You got little Caesars, my man, with the extra cheese. Come on, dude. We spent $6 on that stuff. Come on. Let's go. You know, no matter what, you know, we get around the dinner table, and we're just thankful. Come on. I can't eat lechon. It'd be messing me up. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm, I'm very jealous of you guys that do. Just kidding, right? But so Thanksgiving together, we're thankful. And then the day after that, what is it? Black Friday. I'm talking about you've never been to Black Friday shopping. That stuff is mayhem. You got lines, you got lines as long as the border. You got people that are literally like just, they're jumping over each other just to get to H&M. And I'm telling you, man, I really wanted to go to H&M one year. Because they have some good clothes, affordable. But man, that line was too long, right? Everybody's thankful for one day, and then the next day, like, man, I need more things. It's so crazy. But this month, we're going to learn really how to be thankful, okay? Today, we're going to learn, though, that we have to thank God to be thankful. This, uh, you know, this tradition that I was talking about, Thanksgiving, it's found in homes all over America. You'd be surprised how many atheists are thankful. You'd be surprised how many people that don't believe in God are thankful. And not even just them, but you got people that like Muslims, they celebrate Thanksgiving, some Muslims. You have uh, Buddhists that celebrate Thanksgiving, some Buddhists, right? Yeah, all religions, they're all thankful, right? Even people that have no religion, they all come together and they are thankful, right? However, this state of thankfulness seen, right? And, and the Thanksgiving is also seen in Facebook, right? You got your favorite rappers, 
They come up, they, they, they grab an award, and the award is about, like, the song that they made where it talks about how big the girl's butt is, you know? And it's just like, yeah, man, you know, I just want to thank God for this reward, man. I couldn't do it without him. Like, man, really, God helped you make a song that degraded woman? Like, what? It, wait, how? And he got, like, six baby mamas, too, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the video, you know, his guys are all, like, have lines of cocaine, and they're doing all that stuff, and he's, like, thanking God for that, yeah. Right? Well, 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 why is everyone thankful? Like, why? Why, why is everyone thankful? We're going to find out about that today. But here's the thing. Before we really learn about thankfulness and, and, and how to be thankful, right? We got to learn who to be thankful to, right? And this, our thanks, right? Our thanks, it belongs to God. And he, it belongs to him because he deserves it. And not only he deserves it, but it's natural. Everybody say natural. It's natural. Literally, it's natural, natural to be thankful. Uh, if we go to Psalm 136, uh, this is an awesome passage. I was showing it to my wife today, and she's like, dang, we should make that into a song. And you already know, man, I was thinking about hitting into the, you know, the, the sound booth, about to record a worship album, catch my mixtape, right? Just kidding. I don't got a mixtape, but if you want me to drop one, I'll do it for Elevate, right? If you can, all right, so... Guys, let's just read this together, right? We're just reading the first four verses. On the count of three, one, two, three. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of hosts. His love endures forever. To him alone does great wonders. His love endures forever. Last one. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. You know what? That was kind of miscombobulated. I'm seeing Jalissa. I don't know if her mouth's moving. I don't know. Malia, were you saying it? You were saying it? I couldn't even. See, I, let's do it one more time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But everybody got the gist of it, right? Give thanks to the Lord. Amen. His love endures forever. But there's two things I want to help you guys understand. Is this psalm gives us plenty of reasons if we read the rest of the Psalms, I mean, there's 26 verses, and it goes throughout the whole Bible, why we should give thanks to the Lord, because his love endures forever. But it talks about two things. It talks about, it focuses on who he is. Everybody say, who he is. Everybody say, who he is. Now, who he be, right? Who he is, and what he's done. Everybody say, what he's done, right? So that's two things it focuses on, who he is and what he's done. Okay, give thanks to the Lord for he, for he is good. That's who he is. Give thanks to the Lord. To him alone does great wonders. Who by his understanding made the heavens. That's what he's done. So we have to understand that when we thank God, we're thanking him not only for the blessings that you get, but simply for who he is. See, God is good. All right, despite... Everything else being bad. So literally, right, the Bible says our world is going to rot. I mean, literally the world is crying. The world is crying for Christ to come back and make everything new because there's so much evil in this world. I mean, you think about it, right? Uh, there was a man, he was an abortion doctor, and they found uh, over how many bodies? You, you guys ever hear, you guys hear about how many bodies did they find? Over like, what, 900 or 600 or something? Over 2,000 dead baby bodies in his house. 
And then they found more in his car. And you have people that celebrate abortion. Literally, there's a woman online. She was a transgender. Uh, well, was she a woman or a man? I don't even know. To be honest, I didn't want to see the video because it looked disturbing. Like, I'm pretty sure it was a man. Okay? I'm pretty sure he does not want me to know who he is either, you know? So I got to call him Z or something. But I'm going to call him he. All right, so he, right, had blood all over his stomach, and he was basically, like, making fun of abortion, like, pretending to stab babies or something like that. It was disgusting. I didn't want to see it. I had to hear about it, unfortunately. But that's that type of evil that we see, right, where there uh, literally women are being sex trafficked. Even little boys are being sex trafficked throughout the world. I mean, we don't, we don't know this because we're so into whatever we're doing in our own life. We're in our own bubble, and everything just concerns us. And the biggest thing we have to deal with right now is graduation or prom or, or maybe, you know, what am I going to wear when my family comes over for Thanksgiving? Well, you know, a lot of people actually have problems to go through. You know, the world is messed up. But in all this, God is good, and there's reason to give thanks. You see, because even though, right, there are people that are killing babies, right, aborting babies. There are people that are standing up defending babies. There are stories of babies that were almost aborted but now grow up to be successful people, not only successful people, right, but to be influential people that love God, that speak in Congress. Awesome testimony online. I forgot the woman's name, but her mom tried to abort her. It was a failed abortion end up getting adopted, uh, and she lived to tell the story. And now she serves Jesus, and she speaks against abortion. You see, there is still a reason to be thankful, even amidst all the problems. Everybody say, thank God. You see, thanking God is not only done for things that happen in your life, but it's also for things you've seen in others' lives. You see, a lot of us, we're only concerned with ourselves. So if God ain't blessing you, then God ain't blessing anybody. But I'm telling you, we need to get out of that culture when we're so focused about ourselves and what's being done for us. We need to start think, being thankful for other people in their life. Man, I thank God that Jose's father got saved. He was a Muslim for years. And God saved him. At what, how old is he? 55. Saved them at 55. I thank God, right, that Lawrence and Jackie are engaged, right? Right, I'm thankful for that, amen? Okay, that's something to be thankful for. You know, you don't, you know, listen, a lot of us, we're so busy hating, we got to start thanking. You got to start thanking God for what people is doing in their lives, right? I'm thankful for all the people that are in seniors and eighth graders that are about to graduate. I'm thankful for you guys, that you guys stood that long in school where a lot of kids actually drop out. You know, I'm thankful for that. You, you have to be thankful. I'm thankful for God saving, right, people in this room. I'm thankful for families that are raised in this church. You see, it doesn't always have to be about you. Then it doesn't always have to be about things you see. You see, when we go to Psalm 136, it talks about things that this psalmist did not see. Um, he was thankful that God took the Israelites out of Egypt and set them free from slavery. See, he was thankful that God split the Red Sea. He was thankful that God, right, destroyed the Egyptians that tried to kill the Israelites. He was thankful for that, and he knew that his, it was because his love endures forever. So he was thankful. 
for things that he had not seen, but he believed and had faith through the Bible. You see, I'm thankful for people like Abraham. Because without Abraham, right, there'd be no church right now. I'm thankful for God using Abraham. I'm thankful for God using David. I'm thankful for God using Paul, who he killed Christians. And then God saved them. Then he ended up starting a bunch of churches, writing 13 epistles. You see, that stuff he can't be made up. It's so real, and I got to be thankful for it. I got to be thankful for it. You see, you can, be, you can thank God for things in the Bible because the Bible is relevant to your life. How many of you know you wouldn't be in this room if Jesus hadn't died on the cross? But it's not just Jesus dying on the cross. It's his resurrection. It's not just his resurrection. I'm thankful that the apostles, right, they got together and they said, you know what, let's preach the gospel. Let's obey Jesus. You see, how many of you were preached to in this room by someone? <coughs> how many of you were preached to in this room by someone? You should be thankful for that person. You should thank God. You see, I thank God that my mother, before she died, she instilled into me to fear God. I'm thankful for that. Even though she passed away when I was 10 years old, those 10 years I had with her, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for that because they were some of the best 10 years of my life. They were the foundation of what I, I, I ended up standing on at 18. So I'm thankful even amidst the evil, okay? Because God is good, right? And he's done amazing things. You see, his love endures forever. You can't say that about every God. See, this is where I want to now get to help you guys understand. Just because someone uses the name of God doesn't mean they're talking about our God. You see, there's a lot of people that claim to know a God, right? But it doesn't mean that's the God they're serving. They'll be like, thank God. And then all of you guys will be like, oh, man, they're Christian. They're Christian. What, what God, what, they're Christian. Look, he said God. Someone shared something about uh, uh, Brad Pitt and how he became a Christian. And, and like, in the whole interview, he's just saying, man, I'm, you know, I'm really finding peace in my spirituality, you know, getting to know God. And, the, you know, I'm closer to religion now. And everyone's like, yeah, man, he's saved. I'm like, no, bro, he's talking about another God. It's like, what if I just started calling this pole right here Jesus? And I said, man, thank you, Jesus. You keep the house up, don't you? You keep my life in order. You know, you keep the roof over my head. Thank you, God. Right? No, that's not the same God. There's a specific God. Our God, his love endures forever. Everybody say forever. From beginning to end. From bad times to good times. From war to times of peace to times of love to times of hate. doesn't matter what time was season. His love endures forever. And that is why they are thanking him. Because not only do they know for he is good, but they've seen that he is good. You see, not only do they know who he is, but they know what he's done, so they thank him. That's what's happening in Psalm 136. So my question to you is, can you do the same? Are your thanks directed towards God, the God in the Bible? Is it directed towards God in the Bible? Do you thank him? Do you not understand what he's done? Do you not understand what he is? That he is supreme over all things. That by his wonders, he created the heavens. Some of us, man, we can't even really do much on Facebook. We, we can't even get more than 10 likes. And we're on Facebook all day. Like, who are you, bro? Give thanks to God. He deserves it. He deserves it. 
So understand this, that our thanks are directed to God, and he deserves it, for he alone deserves it. If we can go to Psalm 138, 1 through 3, the book of Psalms is amazing. If you want to learn how to worship God, read this. Read this book. It says right here, I will praise you. Let me help you understand real quick. There, there are different types of praises in the Bible. There's a praise that has to do with God's fame in the world and how awesome he is. But then there's a praise that has to do with giving him thanks. So this word is actually like we thank God. So I will thank you, Lord, with all my heart before the gods. I will sing your praise. So I will thank you, God, Lord, with all my heart before the gods. I'll sing you praise. Hold up. Why does it say gods? Well, again, I'm kind of saying, going where, where I was talking about in the last point. A lot of people got their own God. And you got to understand that they supposedly are thankful to this God. You even see people say, man, the universe blessed me. What? They'll say, man, dude, karma is on my side this time. I'm like, if you ever see a Christian, hear a Christian, or if you are the Christian, you don't have to tell yourself, that uses the word karma, stop. has nothing to do with the Bible, nothing to do with the God in the Bible. It's not real. Karma is basically whatever you did in this life, you'll get in your next life. So what they, they have a caste system, actually, where if they see someone who's poor, they call that a cursed person, basically untouchable. And if they're poor, they're broken or whatever, well, he must have done something wrong in his life. He deserves. He got what he deserves. So listen, a lot of people are always you know, thanking karma, thanking the universe. If the universe was real, right, or the universe is real, but the universe was something that can give us things, I want to help you understand how evil the universe is and how it would not give you anything. Do you know what a star is, according to science? A star is basically a sun that is blowing up. Okay, do you not know how many of those stars have blown up? Yeah, do you not know how many tornadoes have killed people? How many hurricanes have killed people? Do you not know? The universe is out for blood, amen, right? The universe is out for blood. The universe is not trying to give you a blessing. It does not care about your taxes or it does not care about your parents' taxes. You know, man, it looks like my tax return looking good. The universe does not care about you getting that job, getting that aid. Do not thank the universe, right? A lot of people do that nowadays. I think the energy, what energy are you talking about? Like what, what vibes don't even exist, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, it's just frequency through the air. Gosh, man, stop being superstitious. Wake up. There ain't, like, I don't care who's saying it in your household. They're wrong. Look to the Bible. The Bible's saying our thanks are directed to God for he alone deserves it. And I will praise you. I will thank you, Lord, with all my heart before the gods. Understand, he says with all my heart. A lot of us don't thank God because we don't feel like it. We feel obligated to thank God. And I'm telling you, it's because you don't have a heart of thankfulness. You don't have a heart of gratitude. You see, I was talking to my, uh, a close person uh, with my wife the other day. And that person was talking about uh, another person they had a relationship with. Was like, man, you know, God's in this sick, twisted game. And says something that I hear a lot on Facebook where it's like, God is putting us in this game where if we don't praise him, we go to hell. Like, God wants my praise that much, right? Like, God is basically sacrificing my life. Listen, if this was a game, I want to let you know, God set this up as a game. He would not have Jesus come to sacrifice for our sins. He would have each and every one of us do our, their best to sacrifice themselves for their sins. That's what games are. They have contestants. 
So this is not a sick, twisted game where God is like obligating you to thank him. You want to thank him? Do it. If you don't, that's your fault. You just don't know him. And this is the invitation to know the God in which has given you everything. Everything. You wouldn't have air in your lungs if God had not breathed it into this universe. You would not have a ground to stand on unless God had formed it. You would not have a mind to think against God unless God had given you a mind to begin with. You see, God deserves your thanks. And this is what I want to help you understand. Is that you should give him thanks even in public. You see, it's not just like, well, yeah, I thank God. You know what I'm saying? I just don't thank him in front of you. No, dude, give thanks to God everywhere at all times. It says before God's, I will sing your praise. You know who's writing this? Someone who was getting chased a lot, was in war a lot. This is David fighting against lots of people that had other gods. He was, in the midst of, he was probably in the midst of some people that had other gods. And what he did was he decided to give thanks to his God before their false God. The Bible says that gods are basically just demons that we offer worship to. So when you got a Muslim friend, he's like, thank Allah. Understand, he's not thanking the same God. Allah and our God are not the same God. Allah says that he has no son, that he is not a father to anybody. Our God said he is a father to the fatherless. So understand, that's not the same God. Stop thanking Allah. Stop coming in agreement with your Muslim friend and start preaching repentance to him. Buddha, right? Buddha and Buddhism don't even have a God. Who are they thanking? Who are they thanking? They can't thank nobody. Hindus, right? They got a hundred million gods. They try to put our gods in their gods. Who are they thinking? Which one? And you don't thank saints either. If you got abuelitas, abuelos, they thinking Saint Saint Genevieve or Saint Peter or Saint Pedro, whatever you want to call it. Listen, I'm telling you right now, they're, they're, they're not thanking anything. It's ridiculous. We thank God and God alone. But what about the doctors? Right? You hear this a lot. You know, let's say I got sick. The doctor gave me medicine. I felt better. And I'm like, oh, man, thank God. And then the doctor just slapped me in the face. How dare you thank God? I'm the one that prescribed you that medicine. It was all me. What do, what do I say back to him? Obviously, like, oh, bro, you slapped me, dude. I'm going to tell your, your boss, right? But no, he is thinking about it all wrong. You see, in order for the doctor to even have the ability to prescribe me medicine, there would have to be a, like an institution in your mind, a, a way that your mind formulates thoughts and observes things with your eyes in order to see what would work to help this sickness, you would have to come to an ability to understand things, to have logic. Without God, you have no foundation for that. There's an atheist that says, there is no God, there's no di- there is no God, and because there's no God, there is no difference between sanity and insanity. Yes, there is no difference between lies and truth. There is no difference between good and bad. What's the difference between an ape? Uh, what's the difference between an ape uh, doing my taxes and an accountant doing my taxes? Well, I don't know. I just think they're right. Can't be certainly right about anything. You see, without God, the doctor is not certainly right that his medicine will actually help me. He's only observing what he thinks he can observe. 
You see, this is the reason why anyone and everyone in every situation has to thank God from which all life has come from. All life has come from. So yeah, you can thank the doctor. Yeah, thank you, doctor. But I thank God for you, doctor. Thank God for you, police officer. Thank God for you, fireman. Thank you, God. I thank you, God, for my mother, right? For my father. Bible says that it's from God, right? Through all names, every all names of every family from earth gets their name from, derives their name. Basically, from Adam and Eve, right? That's where all families come from. So you gotta thank God. It doesn't matter. You have to thank God logically, right? But again, listen, if you're just obligated to thank God, I understand this, it comes from the heart. So if you're like, man, I'm just going to say thank you, God. Uh, like I remember when I was high school, I would wake up and I'd be like, man, thank you, God. Today's the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and gladden it. I had no idea what I was saying, though. I say that today now and it means so much more because it comes from the heart. Today is the day the Lord has made. God has made this, right, with purpose, with intent. I will be glad, and I will rejoice in it. See, when you actually, it comes from the heart, from a heart of faith, there's a difference. See, you can thank God with your lips, but be far from him in your heart. Far from him in your heart. And a lot of times when we're far from him, we don't want to thank him. So this is what I, I want to help you understand, right? Are, are you thanking God? Are you thanking God with your heart because he deserves it? Or are you thanking God, right, just simply out of some religious ob obligation? Like you just feel like you have to thank God because everyone else is thanking God. Do you guys feel that way? Because I'm telling you, then if you do, check your heart. Repent. Check your heart. Repent. We give thanks to God because he is good. His love endures forever. We do it with all our hearts. And he continues to say, I'll bow down towards your holy temple and will praise your name for your unfailing love. Everybody say, unfailing love. Say, unfailing love. I'm telling you, your girlfriend, she's going to dump you. Your boyfriend might break up with you. That love is probably going to fail. I'm just going to be honest with you. All those Facebook statuses, you're going to look back at the memories and be like, dang. What was I doing? Because that love failed. But God's love is unfailing. You see, you will never look back at a Facebook status about God's love and be like, dang, what was I doing? You'd be like, dang, God is, was good then. He's good now. He's faithful. For you have exalted your solemn decree. That's his word that has surpassed your fame. His word is great, amen? And listen, guys. It is natural now to thank God. It is natural. It is natural when, when, imagine, right, you're home alone, okay, your parents, they left you, right, they didn't make dinner, okay, they, they, they went, went somewhere, you got no food, all of a sudden you put on Snapchat, man, I'm starving, someone come through, so all of a sudden you hear the doorbell ring, and it's your homie, and he got Domino's pizza, he got that $19 deal, he got the two pizzas, two medium pizzas, one topping. He got the chocolate volcano cakes. And then he got the cinnamon rolls, and he said, bro, let's slam. Dang, bro, for real, man, I don't got no, no, nah, that's all good, it's on me. It's on me. And then you're like, you just, what, you get thankful, right? You're like, man, this is my guy right here. He loves me. 
Or she loves me. This is my girl right here. She loves me. Right? Do you ever just, like, get the pizza now and then like, man, thank you, pizza. Thank you for walking to the door. Thank you for ringing the doorbell. Thank you for putting pepperoni on yourself and putting yourself in the oven. Do you ever do that? No, that's unnatural. If someone did that, you would have to check their meds, see if they're taking them. You got to be like, hey, bro, you know, have you seen your therapist lately, bro? You're starting to talk to pizza now. Listen, I want to help you understand that the same way that you praise this pizza instead of the person who gave it to you is the same way when you praise the gift and not the giver. It's the same way that you praise, right, your boyfriend and girlfriend, your mom, your dad, the job, and you live for all of that, but then you never praise the giver. You see, it's the same thing right there. Imagine, right, if Michelangelo, everybody know Michelangelo, the famous painter? Oh, please, I hope they're teaching you something. I hope they are. I really do. Okay, Michelangelo, famous painter, Renaissance. You need to know about these things. It's important in history. This guy made awesome paintings. He made a chapel. I mean, painted a really amazing. You know, you had like all types of stuff up there. It was beautiful. Look it up. But imagine, right, he presents his art. And then instead of giving him the money, they start giving the art the money. And they're like, here you go. You're, you're so beautifully drawn. It's amazing. And then, and then Michelangelo's like, bro, I got to feed my kids, bro. What you doing? Give me that money. And they start thanking the art for making itself. You see, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But yet we do the same thing to God. In Romans 1, 20 uh, to 23, if we can go there, Romans 1, 20 to 23. You see, for since the creation in the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen. Everybody say clearly seen. Being understood. Everybody say understood. From what has been made so that people are without excuse. Say without excuse. I want to help you guys understand that just in case some of you, right, or one of you, or hopefully none of you. Let's say one of you, you guys, you know, you drop out of Elevate and you start becoming atheists. Then you're like, God hasn't shown himself to me. Uh, No, he's made it clearly understood, man. Just slap yourself with this verse. Come back. Repent. Okay? It's clear. It's clearly seen. People are without excuse. So what do people do now that they've seen God's invisible qualities? They've seen his divine nature. They're without excuse. It says right here, for although they knew God, they knew him. They neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. They didn't do any of that. And while while you can't, find the next two verses, please. But their thinking became futile. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, claimed to be smart, right? You got people like Richard Dawkins. You got people that are atheists like Bill Nye, the science guy. They're real smart, right? But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. They're fools. And exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images. For images. Literally pictures. Statues. Made to look like a mortal human being, birds and animals and reptiles. It's ridiculous. Back then, you'd probably be like, well, man, that is pretty stupid, right? I mean, you got this God right here. The Israelites, they would see God split the sea. Then they would be like, well, man, here's a, here's a statue of a, a monkey holding a lizard. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, right? It's like, well, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. But then next thing you know, you're all over this boyfriend and this girlfriend. You're like, man, you're the best thing to happen in my life. 
I have nothing without you. And it's almost like you're singing these worship songs to your boyfriend and your girlfriend. Oh, yes, God is so good. He provides for me. Next thing you know, you get a job. And that's all you think about now. I got to get the money. Got to get the bread. Without the money, ain't nothing. Well, that's, that's just an image with a person's face on it. Nothing new. Nothing's been different. I'm telling you right now, we think we're so smart. We're just as dumb as the people back then. Heck, we're probably dumber. They can start fires. What can you start? What can you start, huh? Other than start up your Facebook or your PS4. What can you start? We're just as dumb as them as people. We're, we're taking money and taking dollar bills with pre dead president's faces on them and worshiping them. We're taking people on an image of a screen and we want to live like them. We're like, man, they're so amazing. You've never met Billie Eilish. You don't know how amazing she is. You've never met XXX at Tennessee, man. You've never met that dude. Why are, you, why are you so hyped about him? You've never met LeBron James. You've never met these people, yet we worship them on a screen. Images made to look like humans. It's nothing different. We don't give our thanks to God. Instead, now we give it thanks to them. So weird when I see other celebrities meet other celebrities. You ever seen that on YouTube? And then they just like, they like freak out about them. It's like the most awkward, weirdest thing ever. Like it's just so weird that you get so excited just to meet a, a single person. It's just insane. And then, then they're like, thank you, man. You changed my life. There's this one rapper that raps about like some nonsense, like drugs and everything. And then he was, they were like, man, what, what really like motivated you? Like when you got famous, man, there was this one video where this guy, man, he sent me this, you know, this clip of him saying that my music saved his life. I'm like, bro, you're just talking about Molly, bro. How does that change anyone's life? But people worship people. They're all looking for someone to thank. All looking for something to worship. All looking for something to worship. All of humanity is resisting to give thanks to God. If they don't know Jesus, they're resisting to give thanks to God. Why? Because their hearts have turned foolish and heartened. But we must not be deceived into giving created things the thanks our creator deserves. We cannot be deceived. Because the, as quick as you think that thing is as quick as it's gone. You see, its love will not endure forever. Its love will not endure forever. It is not faithful. Your boyfriend is probably talking to three girls the same way as you. They're not, he's not faithful. But God is on, he is, his faithfulness lasts forever. I want to encourage you guys, right? If I can have Lawrence come up to the keys, that it is natural to give thanks to God. I mean, think about it. He's the giver of life. Without him, there is nothing. Nothing that has been made has been made without him. There is literally no joy without God. And you think about all the good things we have in this country, all influenced by the Bible. Literally the very things like freedom of speech wouldn't exist if people didn't want to create a nation or a country that was good for evangelism and preaching the truth of God. Read up on history. You'll understand God's hand all over this world. You see, God deserves your thanks. He deserves it.
You know, I look at Mildred and Brandon, and I'm like, Mildred, your family needs to learn how to thank God as well, and they grow up. Because literally, Mildred, can you actually share your testimony a little bit? Is that cool? I know this is random, your testimony, a brief testimony. I want to show you guys how thankful you need to be from generation to generation. You see, before my mom got saved, she was in a family who her mom had nine, nine baby daddies. Nine baby daddies. I mean, you got some at Puerto Rico. You got some in Indiana. You got some in Chicago. She was global. Literally. And God, right, still was able to save my mom from doing that same thing. And I just want, Mildred, you to share your, your, your testament, how you walked away from the Lord and then how you came back. Could you do that real quick? And then if you could just thank God, right? By God's grace, my mom um, raised us up in, in church. We grew up knowing God. We we um, we grew up knowing God. We grew up um, just um, being in God's presence. And it came down to um, my parents used to um, work night shifts, and my brother got into gangs, and eventually got me into gangs. By 11 years old, I started smoking weed. I was getting drunk. By the time my dad would come home at 8 o'clock, I was sloppy drunk and sleeping, so they would never find out that I was drinking, that I was high. And it came to a point where um, I got into gangs. I, like, literally almost overdosed on cocaine. I got into two car accidents in Lakeshore Drive, and they were terrible. I was never driving, but still, like, so many things that, so many times I could have been dead from two shootouts from gang rivals and God still, his mighty hand was on my life. Um, and I used to think like, man, like I used to, I used to be like that war, lukewarm Christian, like one foot in, one foot out going to church, but yet still doing my thing. Like, oh yeah, thank God, praise God. And then let me go smoke a blunt right after church because hey, you know, I can't live without weed. I didn't know how to live without weed. I had so much anxiety. I had so much depression and I couldn't, I didn't know how to function without weed. And I, I remember telling God like, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop. And I would try to stop and I couldn't do it on my own. I tried, I tried to do it on my own, and I couldn't. For 19 years, I was smoking weed until um, there's this lady called Carol Wampler. She, um, I actually introduced her to, to Christ back in high school, and she accepted Christ. She's been serving Christ since then, and she actually ended up calling me. She ended up inviting me to Metro Praise like maybe like three times. Finally, the third time, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. Let's see, let's see how this goes. And being here, I felt the Holy Spirit move like nowhere else before. Like this place is just filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been working through people here. And I felt, I finally felt peace that surpassed all understanding. I finally gave my all to God. And because I did that, because God had mercy on me and I realized how great his love was for me, I was able to stop smoking weed after 19 years. It's been a year and a half, almost two years, and I couldn't go a day without it. I couldn't go a day without calling up my friends like, hey, let's go chill, let's go like smoke, let's go to the clubs. Like I did everything so young that by the time I was 21, I was like, man, this is old, this is played out. And like now I see like my sister does it now being older and I'm like, wow, God, this could have probably been me right now. I probably would have been at the clubs right now at my age. But whatever I did, I still, it's all for the, like, it's all still glory to God that he, he, I did whatever I did. 
but God brought me out of it. And I could have died in my sins, but God was merciful. Now I know why he was merciful. Now I know why I, I'm living, what my purpose is. And I'm here because of God's grace. And God could do it to anybody here. He could change, but only God could change people. That's something I realized, and it was so hard for me to realize, is that only God can change us. Nobody could change us, not my parents, not even my own children. Even after having three children, it, it, was, it was so hard to change until I gave my life to Christ. And that's all it takes is surrendering all just for the love of Christ because he is worth it and he loves you guys so much. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. So now, right, now you have her testimony. So now Brandon is here. He's alive. But, I mean, you saw she could have died. Literally, God had protected her. And we have stories like that for days. I remember they told my mom if at, at literally before she was going to give birth to me, listen, you're going to die and your kid's going to die if you give birth. But she said, no, God, God is going to protect me and I'm going to give birth to this child. I didn't die, man. I'm right here, obviously. Yeah, right? So we can give thanks to God, but you need to understand, think about it. Man, how can I give thanks to God? You don't even understand what God has been protecting you from just to keep you, just to get you saved. Talk to people on the streets all the time. They're like... Man, you know, I got shot right here, and he points to his, like, elbow, and he's like, man, I got shot right here, and he points to his knee, and he's like, I know I'm saved, because God protected me from this. I'm like, bro, he did that. Thank him, right? But he did that because he's patient, willing that no one would perish. See, he wants you to be saved. You see, you need to understand, man, we have so many things to be thankful for. We need to start thanking God. If I can have my altar workers come up, please. I wanted to give you guys a, a just, a, I felt the Lord lead me to show you that because now Brandon is here too. And he has an opportunity to have similar testimonies of God's grace. Maybe not as, as, as insane, right? Praise God, not as insane, amen? Right? Because of her being saved. But now he has a testimony of saying, how oh, my God saved me to, for like this, that he can tell his kids. Then his kids can tell his kids. That is how God's faithfulness works. That's how you begin to thank God. So I encourage you guys, if you guys can all stand up, please. Some ways that you can apply this, this, this message to your life is give thanks to God to start your morning. At least five things for now. So wake up and give thanks. Wake up and give thanks about immaterial things, things that are not physical, right? But also about material things. Maybe like, man, God, I thank you for having a bed. You know, a lot of people don't have bed beds. You know how much child, homeless children are in Chicago? Now, I don't, I don't like thanking people like, man, I thank God I'm not them, right? But be thankful you have a bed. Then while you're at it, pray for the people that don't have beds. Man, thank you, God, for life, that I have breath in my lungs. Thank you, God, that I have salvation. I'm saved. I'm a saint. I'm a child of God. Thank you. All by your grace. All by your love. Wake up with that. Five things at least. Thank him in public. Thank him in public. Thank him before other gods. When people are around you and something happens, people are, they're not ashamed to be like, man, that's karma. That's the universe. I'm telling you, man, once you get, all, once you get into high school, you're going to see more of that. Thank God in public. Let it be known. I remember one time I was walking across the store 
uh, across the street from the store. I forgot which one. But all of a sudden, I hear some lady just praising God in the middle of the street. Like, she's just like, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And start speaking in tongues. And I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, man, whatever God did in her life, thank you, Lord. You see, you got to thank God everywhere. And don't be ashamed to thank God. Go back to that analogy. Would you be ashamed if your friend brought you pizza? Now you put that brother on Snapchat. Like, bro, I, look at Oscar. This man just got me pizza. This is the homie right here. Listen, thank God. Rejoice. He's good. His love endures forever. And then when you, when you go to bed, thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for his faithfulness. God is faithful. Thank him that he stuck with you. He stuck with you even though you were tempted and you may have sinned. He stuck with you. He gave you a chance to repent. Be thankful that God, right? You made a mistake. You made have been a foolish mistake. You might have said something wrong. God still stuck with you. Thank God that he didn't abandon you. And, and, and at night you're going to bed knowing that your Savior loves you. And that he's with you. Last thing, read the Bible more and pray to find more reasons to be thankful to God. Find about his promises. Find about the things he's done to God's people and then begin to thank him. Amen? If all you guys can close your, uh, your eyes and bow your head. So this altar call is fairly simple. I want to uh, call those for those that cannot really find the thankfulness, right? to give to God and they don't have a heart of gratitude if you're that person I want to encourage you to come up you see these people are not just gonna pray with you they'll walk you through the scripture and explain to you in your own life and in their life why you should be thankful and they'll pray for you then for those who want boldness to thank God before other gods that you 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 want the boldness to be unashamed with what God has done in your life then for anything else, if there's someone sick in your family, if you're sick and you want prayer, you can come up. But everyone, just continue to have your eyes closed and begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. As Lawrence sings, begin to thank God. Really see if you have a heart of gratitude. We're going to fill this place with thanks. Heavenly Father, I pray that you speak to these people, God. You speak to these elevators. That you show them in their life why they should be thankful. That you show them in your word why they should be thankful. God, I pray that you would give them a heart of gratitude. Lord, show them what you've done for them in their life. Remind them of all the things that you've done for them. Remind them of who you are, God. Hallelujah. Guys, you can come up to the altar. The altar is open for everyone. It is not closed off to anyone.